Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Professionally Speaking. Um, I would like to thank all of you for taking your time to come and uh, watch episode one and I hope this is a journey that we can go through together. Um, Professionally Speaking is a career podcast where we go into eight episodes dissecting eight different careers for you to learn and understand. I'm your host, Rahan Ali Muhammad, and with me today, I have a psychiatrist, uh, a doctor, Dr. Imran Versi with me today. He is a doctor by profession, and we, and you know, it's, I think a doctor is a profession that many people have thought of getting into or are into right now. Dr. Imran, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Rahan. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. So I want to go into, you know, like you, who are you? What do you do? Um, you know, your education. How I identify as, as well, right? Yeah. If you'd like to, yeah. So my name is Imran um, and I am a medical doctor by profession. Um, so I was born and raised in Tanzania, Dar es Salaam. And uh, I studied at the medical university by the name of KCMC, which is in Moshi. Um, and thereafter, I did my internship at the National Hospital of Tanzania, which is in Dar es Salaam, by the name of Muhimbili. And then currently doing my specialization in psychiatry at the University of Nairobi. So yeah, it's my first time um, coming to Kenya. Okay, I hope Kenya has been nice to you. Yeah, so far, so far it's been nice. Okay, that's good to hear. So how long did it take for you to become a doctor? So a general practitioner, it it took me five years. So certain countries um, do their undergraduates, their MBBS or their medical degree for five years. And some other places they do it for six years. For example, um, I was told University of Nairobi do it for six years. But outside, in certain places in the UK, in India, um, in Tanzania, we do it for five years. And then the one year compulsory internship after the five years. Yeah. Okay, so is there any sort of other education to become a GP? So ideally, every country has its own laws. In Tanzania, you have to do your A-level. So I did Cambridge. Um, so I did my AS and A2, and uh, and majority of the medical universities require you to require you to have done physics, chemistry, biology. So the PC combi- PCB combination is a necessity; it's a prerequisite uh, before joining the medical college. And um, how you mentioned an undergraduation to get into medical school, is it, do you have to maybe do an undergrad in chemistry or biology or can it be anything? Yeah, so once you do your ASA2 in physics, chemistry, biology, um, that A2 results of PCB is enough to get you into med school. So there's no other requirements. And can anyone become a doctor? Yeah, I mean, as long as you have um, good grades, because the competition for medical school is quite high. So sorry, I'm getting a phone call in the middle of of this podcast. Uh, let me just put my phones on silence. I hope it's not an emergency. 
no worries. Thankfully. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, anyone can become a doctor. I mean, it's it's. Uh, many people have this fear that uh, doctors are, you know, they read too much. I mean, of course, the requirement of reading is there. Um, the only difficulty with with med school is that there's a lot of um, stuff to read. There's a lot of reading to be done in a very short period of time. So I remember when I finished my A2, because in AS A2, yeah, you have one book, like for example, physics is one book, half of it for AS, half of it for A2, same with biology, same with chemistry. And then when I got into med school and we were told that the anatomy textbook is like double the size of my physics textbook for two years, and uh, there's an exam after four months. So, so it's not, it's, it's, it's just the difficulty is that there's too much to read in a short period of time. So my first year was the most difficult year for me. First and last. First, because I was not used to, uh, you know, having to read so much in a short period of time. But I had to, I learned from my seniors on the smart way of reading. You know, they, they told me that there's stuff that you need to know. And these are the things that will be asked in the exam, etc. And videos really helped me. I mean, uh, we have videos on YouTube, different channels like Osmosis, etc., which really helped me through my med school. So yeah, anyone can become a doctor. I mean, you just need to uh, be able to study. You need you need to be able to take in that pressure of reading a lot in a short period of time. So why did you become a doctor? I mean, you know, there are so many other careers out there. You know, engineer, pilot. So why a doctor? Well, because stand-up comedy isn't very much uh, wanted in Dar. Uh, no, but I've always, I mean, I remember when I was two years of age, well, I don't remember, but my parents told me that I always used to, when we go to, a, when we used to go to a toy shop, I always used to go for the, you know, fake, the plastic stethoscope, <clears throat> the plastic injection. And when I was young, I used to get very sick very often. And whenever I used to go to the doctor's office, uh, I used to see that doctors are very much respected. You know, whenever a doctor passes by in the community, maybe in, in a mosque setting or in any gathering, uh, People usually refer to each other by their name, but the doctor is given that, that, that prestige, you know, the respect, the hi doc, you know, welcome. And so I always, I always liked that. Uh, but when I grew up more than that, I also realized that it is something that I've always wanted to be. It's not like I, I wanted to be something else and then I got into medical school. No, I've, ne I've never been interested in, in professional dancing or something like that. So medicine was the only option for me. There was no other option. So you didn't have a backup plan? To be honest, no. No, I did not have a backup plan. Uh, it was either medicine or... Okay, my second option was... Um, yeah, my second option was dentistry, I remember. But medicine was, I think, the only option. I put dentistry as number five. So are you happy being a doctor? Yeah, of course I am. Of course, um, it comes with certain pros and cons, right? I mean, the pros are what I just mentioned, um, uh, the value or the respect for a doctor. The money is not bad, uh, although we are underpaid in East Africa. But uh, I mean, the cons are when you start off as a junior doctor, you get um, a lot of night shifts, a lot of calls, 
and then when you go into residency it decreases and then when you become a specialist of course it, it weans off so you have lesser time uh, lesser hours per day to work so that's an advantage in the beginning it's a struggle but then after that it's it's not bad so you mentioned about pay and i wanted that was going to be my next question on average how much do doctors make in kenya or in tanzania or both in global we can just say a global average of course uk the us europe pays a lot they, they pay insane amounts of money uh, to medical doctors when i say medical doctors now i'm talking about general practitioners right a general practitioners take home salary in tanzania because it's a low income country generally a doctor would make anything between 800 to $1000 take home per month uh, in kenya is higher because of the economy uh, in kenya looking at $1500 for a general practitioner to start off as a starting salary but of course once you specialize it's more so for example once you become <clears throat> let's say a surgeon <clears throat> any form of surgery a bone specialist an orthopedic surgeon a gynecologist uh, or ophthalmologist any field of surgery when you take you get your of course the pay is much more it's nearly is double than the general practitioner salary and on top of that you even make per surgery as well so yeah uh, the pay is not as much once you're done but after you specialize the, the pay is good so ai has grown a lot over the years artificial intelligence what's your view on it my view on AI. Did you get these questions from ChatGPT? No. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. So. But yeah. a fun fact is, a fun fact is, um, I got the name from ChatGPT. So professionally speaking, did come from ChatGPT. Oh, nice. That's a very good question. So the question is, will AI take up the the response or the job of doctors? No. Um, the question was, what's your oh, view, what's on, view AI? on AI? Uh, so uh, let me ask ChatGPT. Uh, no, my my view on AI. I mean, um, the artificial intelligence tools uh, and apps that have come up right now is insane. I mean, you can actually put somebody's photo uh, in a video setting, and you would think that it's that person. So it's it's really insane. However, um, I would be lying if I say I don't use apps like ChatGPT. I do use them occasionally. Uh, especially when it comes to writing emails. I think they are awesome uh, when I have to write professional emails. Uh, for example, if I write my patients' reports, uh, before attaching the reports, I have to write a, a, an, an email, which is quite descriptive. Uh, and so I prefer, I write it up and then I just ask ChatGPT to improve the grammar and, and it, it really helps me out. However, I've tried not to use it very often because I noticed that uh, the more I was using it, the more, I mean, the lazier I became. So I feel that when people start relying or depending on such AI tools, uh, they stop reading because then your vocabulary cannot improve anymore because you're too reliant, too dependent on such AI apps. So I, on one hand, I, I think they're really helpful, but on the other hand, I feel that they should, their use should be limited. So do you fear that AI could, you know, become, you know, a general practitioner in the future? Because, I mean, I had seen a video where a robot was, you know, doing surgery on a grape. So, you mm. know, is, do you think it's possible that, you know, in the next, you know, 50, 100 yeah. years, we are going to have, you know, medical doctors where they're going to be diagnosing us, you know, doing, giving us, 
you know health care so leaving the 50 100 years apart even now there are certain applications where if you go um and you write down your symptoms say vomiting nausea fever back pain etc the app will actually give you a list of possible diagnoses and then the app will also give you a list of investigations to do so it's there even now um whereby you could use it as a substitute however uh <clears throat> so there's two things one is the general practitioner part many times in medical general practitioner settings you have the doctor giving you a physical exam as well unfortunately ai as of now i don't see it doing that giving a patient a physical exam but on the other hand um when it comes to my field the field of psychiatry because this is my field of specialization i feel that that's an impossibility because as you know psychiatry uh combines a mixture is a combination of a mixture of physical psychological behavioral emotional symptoms uh i mean uh, an ai will not be able to assess a mental health status of a person when the person is talking to them or ask the right questions so you need that emotional part as well of somebody who who you know is with you physically to be able to assess your mental state state so within the field of psychiatry i i don't see that happening uh but with general medicine there's a possibility to some extent but not entirely okay so is the career competitive i mean you know right now you can go to hospital and you have all these different doctors there so is it competitive to get into and to stay into so fortunately for me psychiatrists are very very few in east africa if you look at the statistics you'll find that psychiatrists are one of the medical specialization fields that we have very very few psychiatrists all over and even globally if you look at the special for example child specialists pediatricians or internal medicine specialists physicians or surgeons or gynecologists they are quite high in number although in in our countries in african countries we obviously do not meet the requirement of the who or for the ratio of a number of patients to doctors uh, the doctors are very few i don't know about outside but in our countries there are very few psychiatrists are, are really really rare um and you see there are many hospitals that have many specialists but you won't find many psychiatrists in that setting so in that case i'm i'm fortunate and speaking of general doctors as well we have a lack of medical doctors in in our countries especially in east africa of course we do so the reason that maybe you find that um there might be many doctors see the thing is many doctors opt to go for these big hospitals right the likes of aga khan or here we have mp shah in dar we have aga khan as well uh, the reason that they opt to go for these hospitals is because of the pay it's quite good and the services you get however apart from those hospitals if you go to government hospitals you will find that there are like probably so many patients and there's one doctor and there is a huge uh, line of of patients waiting for one doctor so of course there is a lack of doctors generally speaking so is there space for more people in you know my generation a few generations before me and coming generations to become doctors of course of course there is especially in our countries like i said there is a big gap um when it comes to the requirement of doctors the gap is too big and uh, i mean the more the doctors the more patients will get catered for
so do you see that as an issue now like you know in kenya in africa do you think do you see that there's an issue where we are facing you know more patients and less doctors yeah of course i remember i went once to a government hospital in dar and there were like 400 patients waiting and the doctor hadn't arrived yet and so i asked the head nurse at the triage um, is there another doctor she said no there's just one today for the for the whole day there's just one doctor doing a 24 hour shift there's like 400 500 patients waiting with their insurance cards waiting for the doctor so of course the reason is because we we tend to rush to these big hospitals we forget that um, africa doesn't just have three hospitals it has many many more and in those hospitals you'll find that doctors are not there so of course there's a need for medical specialists so what solution would you give to this kind of problem <clears throat> well the solution would be to have more doctors to increase the pay for medical doctors um, many doctors do not like going to work in such hospitals where there's actually a need for doctors because of the pay and because of the number of hours they are made to work Instead of eight-hour shifts, they're made to work 20-hour shifts. And no one would prefer to go to such a setting. So I think by increasing um, opportunities for medical students, by increasing grants or loans, um, by increasing the pay scale for pay grade for doctors, by decreasing the number of hours that they work, uh, you know, a conducive environment generally for doctors, I think many more would go in, would pursue this field. Okay, so I want to move on to the last question for today's episode. What's one piece of advice you would give someone thinking of entering, you know, thinking of becoming a doctor? So, uh, one piece of, just one. Can I give two or three? No, one is okay. Um, you can Because I've got, I've got a brain freeze now. Um, one advice that I would give, so my cousin wants to become a doctor now. He's just finished A2. Uh, Form 6, we, we say Form 6, I don't know. Do you guys have Form 6 here as well? So we have form systems. I, no, I think, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah even we okay, do, So yeah. basically Form 6 or A2, right? Yeah. Uh, before starting medicine, and we had a chat, and <clears throat> I told him that you have your two-month holiday now. Sleep as much as you can, eat as much as you can, gain weight, no problem, uh, because once you start... It's not like it's you, you, when you start medicine, many people think once I start medicine, once I become a doctor, once I study uh, medicine to become a doctor, I won't have time for anything else, which is false. I mean, when, I, when we were studying as well, we had time for football, we had time. I mean, it doesn't show now I play sports, but I used to. Um, so you do have time, of course. Um, it's just that you need to set an hour or an hour and a half every day so that you can study. Uh, because it, it, it's impossible for you to uh, follow the same route that we usually follow in school, which is I'll study a week before exams. It, it, it is impossible to do that for med school. I mean, it has to be a continuous process uh, because end of the day, what you are studying is you are studying to save lives. Um, and, and so it is important for medical students to, to set a timetable. That timetable is extremely, extremely important. I remember when I was in school, I used to wake up whatever time I want. I used to bunk classes the way I want, come back, sleep, play FIFA, go to sleep again. Uh, but with, with med school, there, I, I had to you know, sit down and say, this is becoming too much. Because when I look at the timetable, I'm like, I have to study this many pages. And in a month, I have my exam. It's impossible for me to you know, say, I'll do it later or procrastinate. 
So one advice I'll give medical students is it's 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 not impossible. It's very much doable. If it was impossible, we wouldn't have hundreds of doctors graduating every year. So if they can do it, anyone can do it. Uh, you don't need to have a baseline IQ or say this much to become a doctor. No, uh, but having a timetable, having a set timetable daily really, really helps uh, for you to pass properly and to become a good general practitioner. Okay, thank you, Dr. Imran, for taking some time out of your night to do this. I really appreciate it. (laughs) No, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, To the viewers, um, do stay tuned for episode two. It will be coming out soon. Uh, Follow us on our socials, Instagram and YouTube at Professionally Speaking. From me and Dr. Imran, we are out. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we hope to see you soon.